Hey, true crime fans. Have you listened to Wine and Crime yet? We're a true crime comedy podcast hosted by three childhood friends who chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash our worst Minnesotan accents. Each week, us gals pick a true crime topic and pair it with a delicious wine before delving into the background and psychology behind the crime. Then we share and speculate wildly about a couple of bonkers cases related to the topic. Past episodes include necrophilia, cults, crimes of passion, cruise ship disappearances, exorcisms gone wrong, all this over a bottle of wine, or let's be real, three. Listen anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wine and Crime Pod, and check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. Cheers! The Sisters Grimm podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Please. Listen at your own discretion. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. The most notorious serial killer in the nation, the Night Stalker. The Boston Strangler. The Son of Sam. The infamous Zodiac Killer. What's your favorite scary movie? Hey everybody, just Holly here. Um, we uh, ended the uh, episode kind of short. We stopped it, and then I went back to listen, and there was a god-awful clicking noise throughout the entirety of the episode. I started freaking out. I started, I went through the five stages of grief, and then just eventually accepted the fact that it was garbage. Um, But then I found this great software, and it took out all the clicking noises that the sound quality for this episode isn't going to be the greatest. But, I mean, you know what? Fuck it. We can't help it. We're still learning. Uh, I just got this brand new microphone. This little part right here is probably going to sound much better than the actual episode, and I apologize for that. So we weren't able to get to plugs at the end of the episode because of the uh, tragic audio. Um, so go to the thesistersgrimpodcast.com. That is two M's. Uh, You will be able to find uh, blogs regarding our episodes. Uh, You can download the episodes directly from there. There's links for iTunes and Google Play. Um, Also leave comments on the blog. Um, Also there's great pictures that go along. You can also go, uh, because sometimes, you know, we talk about horror movies, and you can go to a special page, and you can buy the movies or watch them on, like, Amazon Prime, and it's a great little way to support the show, because we get um, a very, very small, I would imagine, amount of money from it, but uh, I'm pretty fucking poor, and I think Morgan would um, agree for herself as well. Um, uh, follow us on Instagram at thesistersgrimpodcast.com. Go to facebook.com slash the Sisters Grimm podcast, uh, like and subscribe. Can you subscribe on Facebook? I don't know. Uh, 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 on uh, Twitter, we are the Sisters Grimm pod. Fuck Twitter. No, not fuck Twitter. But their character thing is very, it's like the singularity. It's like we don't get to control anything anymore. They're deciding for us. Kind of like when you're forced to watch certain uh, when you're like watching a DVD and uh, they like force you to watch the previews, like you don't even have the option. That is technology taking over. Um, uh, follow Morgan on uh, Instagram at Morgan D Freeberg. Uh, follow me at Holly Cheeseburger. Um, if you have any questions or comments or fun stories, you can email us at the Sisters Grim Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, and then let's give some shout-outs to some other awesome podcasts. There is Crime Girls Pod. You can find them on uh, Twitter at 
Crime Girls Pod. Um, it's a mother-daughter podcast covering mostly true crime and a whole lot of bantering, which I can only imagine. M- Morgan and I fucking banter all the time. I can't tell you how many times we get frustrated with one another. Um, and, you know, I wish I could talk to my mom about true crime. Um, usually I'm like, hey, mom, did you know that uh, Jeffrey Dahmer made dick soup? And she's like, I am trying to watch Downton Abbey. And I'm like, my goddamn bad. Um, <laughs> another great uh, podcast to listen to is Color Me Dead. Very funny. Awesome girls. Uh, so again, totally apologize about the audio issues. Um, I updated the software that we record off of, so hopefully that will solve a lot of issues. Like I said, I think this is going to sound really fucking good. Um, but that's all I have for you. Hope you all have a good week. Um, because we have been slacking so bad, this is probably going to come out today, which is Sunday. Um, and then uh, Jeffrey Dahmer Part 2 will uh, hopefully be coming out around uh, Wednesday or Thursday, so you guys won't have to wait as long, and we're going to try to be more consistent with, um, you know, recording these episodes and putting them out there so that people can listen to them. It, you know, um, it's like, it's a bummer when you like listen to a podcast and you have to wait forever for a new one to come out, but you know, life happens and Morgan and I have pretty busy lives and, uh, horrible corresponding schedules. So, Uh, that is all I've got for you guys today. Love you very much. Um, what do I hope happens to you this week? Um, I hope that a baby smiles at you because that always feels really good. You know what I mean? Um, I woke up. Ew. Okay. I can actually tell you something really fucking gross that happened to me today. So I get home from the beach, and I'm like, you know what sounds really tasty? A fucking bagel. And you know who had bagels? Maria. Of course. <laughs> they were blueberry bagels. So I was going to take a bath and eat a bagel and drink a LaCroix lime-flavored in the bath. And so You're I make so the bagel. Wild. I know. I'm so <laughs> I was obviously using Lush. So I, I, I make the bagel. I put the cream cheese. I put it on the smear. Um, I put it next to my bath, and I take a bite, and I was like, that was kind of weird. And then I, like, went back into the kitchen, and I was like, that tasted weird. And so I looked at the whole thing of bagels, and they were completely molded. No. It was so moldy. I called mom. (laughs) I was like, okay. And mom was like, you're fine. Oh, my God. She was like, it's probably just penicillin. Um, I mean, that's how they found penicillin. But that's why I'm very, very, very allergic to mold. So, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, I can't eat moldy shit because you I die, will Holly. die. Ew, it was so gross. It tasted so, oh, like... Oh, God. Like, like algae. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Because I was like, why does this taste herbally? <laughs> Is it no, my bath, like, no, smell? it literally tastes Ew, like Holly. something from the earth. It really, like, ruined um, bread for me today. I can get that. Um... So today... Welcome to the Sisters Grim Podcast! Welcome to Bagel Time with Holly and Morgan. (laughs) The Shmia Sisters. The Shmia Sisters. Which is cool because our last name sounds Jewish, but it's not. Um, uh, Today on my lunch break, I decided, because I had a lot of time and not a lot to do, I decided to go see where uh, John Gacy used to live. I went to John Gacy's neighborhood. Where is that again? John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, it's where? It's in... It was really close to, like, Hoffman Estates, yeah? It's kind of by... Uh, it's in Norwich. Okay. Norwich. 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 And I'll, I... It was so fucking creepy. And it did not... It was really, really close to my work. And I got really scared when I got there. And they tore the house down, obviously. Obviously, it was condemned. But um, this is where it is now. Like, that's the house that they this built is... on that property. Ew, I would still not want it. I know, I wouldn't want to live anywhere near that area. It has bad juju. Bad juju. Ghosts. Like, regardless. But it is also one of those neighborhoods, like, that has, like, those types of old, um, I just did a really visual thing for a podcast, but, uh, it's like one of those, uh, there's a neighborhood where it's, like, older houses that were clearly built, like, in the 70s or 80s, right. and then, like, those huge, they're, like... I would consider them, like, micro-mansions, because they're, like, really big, and they're really ornate, but they 
are so big that they don't really get like a backyard or anything. Yeah. And that's what, that's what happens when the closer you get to the city. Yeah. So like that, his proper, I mean, it's, he lived in a very, very nice neighborhood. That's good. But this podcast is not about John Wayne Gacy. Nope. It's about, we let y'all choose who this one will be about. Beside, between Gacy and our love boy Dami, and Dami won like 100%. Oh, Dami I mean, won there was top some, to bottom. There were some John Wayne Gacy peeps, so we're definitely still going to do him, but Doy. Dami boy won like fair and freaking square. Yeah, no, Dami won hands down 100% hot dogs. Um, 100% hot dogs dogs. so super weird thing that happened to me the other day Um, I was listening to a really old episode of Doug Loves Movies for sure and um, it was I think it was in 2013 because they were talking about Les Mis and they were talking about have you seen the new Les Mis? No, I have not, but I remember have those Have you Oscars. heard music? Have, have you at least heard I Russell Crowe's really weird acting choice of... That was gorgeous. You'd play a really be- beautiful Satine. Thank um, you. Wait, not Satine. That is from no, Moulin Rouge. Rouge. I always forget her character's name. Oh, well, she dies, like, really soon. Yeah. Um, but Russell Crowe's voice is super weird, and, like, so it was Scott Ackerman and Nick Kroll uh-huh. and John DiMaggio, which I was super excited about because he does the voice of Bender in Futurama, uh-huh. and uh, they were, like, talking about people who would do it better, and Doug was like, Jeff Goldblum would have played that part better. And then he was like, Jeff Daniels. And they're like, literally any Jeff in Hollywood could have done it better. (laughs) And so they were just naming Jeffs. And literally, I was like driving in my car. And I said out loud, Dahmer, at the exact same time Nick Kroll said Dahmer. Really? Yeah. It was so fucking crazy. Um, Also, like to start this out, I remembered I wrote a little poem back in 2010. What? Called Jeffrey Dahmer when I was in a creative writing class. Can I read it? I was going to read it aloud. Oh, Do you want to read, read it aloud? aloud? Okay. I? Yeah, sure. I, you guys, <clears throat> shall I read it in iambic pentameter? Um, yeah, that is how it should be read. Okay, good. That's more of like a, like a, it's more very, a haiku. It's more... <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll read it just because I know the cadence. Okay. It's like... It's, okay, so it's called Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer liked to eat human hands and human feet. That's it? That's all you got? Yeah, we had to write short poems. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, the assignment was short poem. My teacher was like, okay. No, he thought I was really funny. He like Jeffrey Dahmer like likes dick eat. soup. Jeffrey Dahmer probably likes poop. Jeffrey Dahmer shit human poop. I don't know. That's gross. He shit out humans. He, oh. That's, like, that's, I think, the worst part about being... That's what I think about of when I think of cannibals. Yeah, but you threw some of them up, too. Oh, maybe. I mean, he was always wasted. He probably threw some of them up. Ew. You know, like, when you're, like, hungover, and you're, like, throwing up, like, the... No, I don't throw up when I'm hungover like you are. If I'm going to throw up, it's because I took a shot of Fireball, and I am instantly going to run and throw up. I don't throw up, like, after I was drunk. I throw up during... And then I'm sober, and then I feel like That is very true. I have noticed that about you. You're more of a next day you're throwing up. Oh, no, the next day I'm like, I have the plague. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Um, So references I used for this podcast were, um, there's this great References brought to you by. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's a good interview, uh, and by good I mean okay, Uh, (laughs) with... With Stone Phillips called Confessions of a Serial Killer, colon, Jeffrey Dahmer. It's just very, it's like very much, it's a uh, interview from the 90s, I think it was 1994, it was the last interview he did before he died. You could just tell it was made in the early 90s, like in the beginning when like Stone is like uh, talking, he's like sitting in this weird like office that has, like, an old, like, file cabinet in the background, and he's, like, oh, yeah. casually sitting on a desk. And he just, like, has, like, his legs crossed <laughs> yeah. and his arms folded over his right. legs, and he's like, today I'm going to take you into the world of a cannibal. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of Dutch angles, and then during... Yeah, the 90s was a time where, like, they were like, we have all this technology, but we don't know what the fuck to do with it yet. Exactly. Well, and then all of Jeffrey, because uh, it's, like, Jeffrey and his dad at uh, Portage uh, Prison, where Jeffrey was at, and those are all like lit with like fluorescent lighting. And then the parts where 
Is uh, Portage the same one that Stephen Avery is at? Let's see. Um, Stephen Avery is in the Wapun Correctional Institution in Wapun, which I'm sure I'm saying wrong, uh, Wisconsin. Has he moved? No. I want to say he was at Portage for a point, but I can Maybe. I might just be talking out of my ass. I just know that it was very far away from Manitowoc, from the, from the, from the, uh, documentary, that Uh is. Um, so yeah, uh. So the Stone Phillips interview is really good. I was also going to mention that uh, when it came to, like, lighting, all of the interviews with his mom are all, like, super soft and like a soap opera. And, like, oh, my God, Stone Stone is a beautiful man. Yeah. But, and he even is beautiful in the, like, prison scenes because, like, Jeffrey looks sick as fuck. That's because he's this. And uh, Stone has, like... Full on contour, <laughs> one hundred. <laughs> he's like like Anastasia Beverly Hills glow kit. Exactly. No, he's a beautiful, beautiful man. Um, I also got some info from the books. How to make these books? I'll have seriously the longest titles ever. Uh, uh, one is called How to Make a Serial Killer: Colon The Twisted Development of Innocent Children into the World's Most Sadistic Murderers. Yeah, that is a long title. Yeah, like. It was written. I by... would have been good with just the first half. Exactly, and that like here, look, you can't see this, the listeners, but see, it could have just been that, and then it has this weird, right. you know. So uh, cool that was... cover, though. Yeah, no, cool. Are um, we gonna put that one on our Amazon thing? Perhaps. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but I don't. No, it's a really good one. This because... is a cool one. Yeah, for just people who are well, into. It's really cool because it also murders. has John Wayne Gacy, and it the has. Uh, you know, like all the biggies. It does not have Ted Bundy in it, though. But it has Harold Shipman, Dr. Harold Shipman, that is, Fred West, Merritt and Mary Hindley. Um, I think it has Andre Chikatilo. Anything about Charles Manson or not? Oh, it has Dean Coral. He was fucked up. Um, another book was Human Monsters, an illustrated encyclopedia of the world's most vicious murderers, by David Everett. And Cannibal, colon, uh, all these move, all these fucking <laughs> books have colons. Everybody has a colon. I know. Uh, <laughs> so Cannibal, colon, The History of People Eaters by David Korn, spelled like the band. Purple People Eaters, to be <laughs> specific. The History of Purple People Eaters. You look like a purple people eater right now in your purple shirt. Did you know that there's Holly a... Holly is currently wearing a purple t-shirt that just has names of different types of seashells on them. Okay. <laughs> it is a shirt you would buy. It has the name. It's like a shirt you would buy when it's you dope. go on vacation. You can't tell at the top. It's oh, dope. it's Mississippi Gulf Coast. <laughs> For sure. The yeah. shells of the Mississippi. Yeah, it just has like a bunch of shells. There's like a conch. There's a nautilus. There's uh, a lot of shells. It's like hard to read upside down. Yeah. Oh, did you know that there was a queen scallop? If yeah, I was a I am her. Queen scallop. Me too. Scallop. So uh, that book was written by David uh, Daniel Corn, Mark Redis, and Charlie Hawes. So to get into little baby Jeff, little baby, little Jeff. baby Jeffies. Uh, he was born May twenty first, nineteen sixty. Same year as Daddy Kids. So not a cancer. What is Dad's Gemini? Dad's a cancer. Dad's a cancer, but I don't know. You're way better at astrological stuff. Well, Dad's birthday is in July, not May. I know, but I was just going by the same year. <laughs> but I guess that would be different. Uh, his mom. 1960s when he was born. 1960. Yes. Uh, so to Lionel and Joyce Dummer, and he was born in Milwaukee. Uh, when Jeff was two, the family moved to Ames, Iowa, so Lionel could get his PhD in chemistry, which ended up being a very uh, major role. Major in, part in yeah, Jeff's life. Uh, he said that he had a fairly normal childhood, but his parents argued a lot, and like even he just, compared to most of the big serial killers, did though have a much like. Easier upbringing. Oh, one hundred percent. Like I mean, like Ted's wasn't horrible, but like he just had that crazy twist. No, Ted's was horrible. Oh yeah, you're his right. Grandpa his grandpa was, su- was his, super abusive, and he thought his mom was his sister. Well, yeah, that's what I was talking like, about. Like, yeah, a definitive. Like oh, I forgot his grand, his dad slash grandpa. Yeah, his dad's his dad grandpa. grandpa. His grandpa, his grandpa dad super abusive. was grandpa dad. Yeah, better. grandpa dad was fucked up. You know when you got like a grandpa dad. You know when you're. 
okay, that weird uh, non sequitur, but tangent to Futurama, the character Fry is his own grandpa. Because they go back and I just think I'm my own grandpa. Aw, but our grandpa was great. I know. That doesn't mean I can't also, I identify as my own grandpa. Okay. So I'm myself, <laughs> but I'm also my own grandpa. Are you sis grandpa? <laughs> I'm so confused. I am sis-grandpa. Is that problematic? Um, <laughs> but, yeah. No, I'm I mean, grandpa. like, his parents would fight, and they said, and sometimes it would get really nasty. Lionel has a book just called A Father's Story, mm-hmm. and he says that sometimes she it sometimes gets a, book as well, a little right? physical. No. <laughs> I thought she had put a book out no. after he put his out. No. She was going to uh, in the Stone interview at one point, and... I mean, his mom was a very, a very emotional woman, but yeah. she also had depression and a lot of yeah. ad- other mental illnesses. Which makes you emotional. Which makes you emotional and a little all over the place. Emotional. And when you watch Lionel, he looks like he just woke up from a nap, so clearly <laughs> he doesn't know how to deal with that. But, um, right. yeah, no, she... She's probably like a fucking Gemini she, or a Scorpio or yeah, something. She did not write a book. Um, but, like, halfway during the Stone Phillips interview, she has her publicist come in and, like has her mediate. Like, watching the... Like, after... Like, I watched the interview, and then I read all the stuff about her. So, yeah. I mean, like any parents, he they would fight. I mean, sometimes it's obviously worse than others. We don't know 100%. Um, Joyce says one thing. Lionel says another, which right. is often the instances in split homes. I mean, but, like, when Mom and Dad would argue when I was little, I would feel really uncomfortable and want to leave. Yeah, but they didn't, like, fucking fight. They just, no. like, kind of, like, were bitchy towards no, each other. No, yeah, Jared. totally, totally, totally. Um, but, like, sometimes Jeff's parents' arguments would get so loud and heated that sometimes uh, Jeff would go to the woods <laughs> and just, Word. like, beat branches like, up against trees. Yeah, what the fuck else are you doing in the 60s in Wisconsin? I guess so. But uh, you've seen the movie Hot Rod, haven't you? Uh-uh. No, well, there's this awesome scene where Andy get or Andy's character rather gets really mad at his dad, and he he's like, "I'm going to my special place," and he runs out in the woods and has like and like dances, and it's Same. like from like the it's literally the music from Footloose, and he's like freaking, oh, it's so fucking good. And then he, like, Pratt falls down a hill for, like, 20 minutes. Yes. I remember seeing it in theaters with, shout out to my friend Anna, and we laughed the whole time. That That's might have been one of the hardest times I've ever in laughed in a movie before, honestly. Just falling, falling, and when you realize that the joke is that they're just going to keep falling is one of the best things to me. Um, but, I mean, even though his parents fought a lot, he said that he had a lot of really good childhood memories, and... I watched an uh, interview documentary. I think it was an A and E thing, yeah. or whatever. But like, they showed a lot of home videos, and he seemed very happy. Yeah, he had uh, when he was like seven. They got him a dog, and it looked exactly like Tuesday. Oh, they got him a King Charles. I don't know if it was a King Charles because they only showed it as a puppy. So, and I think it might have been oh, something else. But it was like Tuesday. Just saying, she's literally on the floor. I know, but she's not like <laughs> close to me in my arms, and I miss yeah. her. Oh boy, um, you won't let her on the bed. <laughs> I know. Well, she snores. Real- no, she chose to get- jump down onto the floor because you moved her. I know, I'm sorry. She heard and snores picked up on the mic. (laughs) Anywho's all. That's my annoying dog voice. Oh, yeah. The way we talk to our dog is probably worse than hearing people talk to their kids. Probably. Um, But the thing is, though, is, like, you can talk to your dog like that. Like, if you talk to your kid like that, it's going to fuck them up, and they're going to baby talk as an adult. I hate when, like, girls, like, have baby voices with their boyfriends. Oh, yeah. Like, they're talking Your like this, but then when they voice. go on the phone, they're like, Hi, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that shit. Morgan just made me spit up. <laughs> Holly spit, just did a spit take with some fucking Pinot Noir. Spit some middle sister Pinot Noir. Oh, my God. That was great. I forgot what I was even going <laughs> to say before that. Um, so, when Jeff was four, he had to have surgery for a scrotal hernia. Oh, yes, the hernia. Um, and then after this. he woke up from the surgery, he That was happens like, to a lot of boys when they're really young. That's crazy. It does. Um, the late, having a hernia that young. The late and great... Yeah, I think I have a friend 
whose brother was born with a hernia. What the hell? What exactly is a hernia? A hernia is like It's when, when you like lift something and your dick like gets ba- in your back, right? <laughs> your dick shoots backwards into your butt? No! A hernia. <laughs> it has to do with lifting. Right. No, when you look on Wikipedia and you search for you search for hernia, it says when your dick falls into your butt. Let's Google it. No, right No, I know second. exactly what a hernia is, Morgan. <laughs> it's when part of one of your body parts comes out of it, the lining. So like, Ew. So like his scrotum me? was like coming out of the scrotal lining of its body. That's like it's usually know, from lifting something. Yeah. Um, I mean, it can be brought on it's by from that, like exerting yourself. But like, it's I don't know what what happens in the cases of little children. Yeah. How the fuck are you born? With but it? you remember that episode of Friends where Joey loses his insurance and he gets a hernia? It's like part of his intestine is coming out of. Ew. Yeah. It's really gross. And how do they put that shit back uh, in? They just sew you up. Um, yeah, they just, like, fixed the lining. Ouchies. Yeah. No. I'm glad all of myself is within my lining. Surgery? Yeah. No. Totally. Same. Also, who knows, though, what might be going on in my body Wait, it was his intestines? No, he had a scrotal hernia. No, but Joey. Joey on Friends, yes, he had. (laughs) He had. I think it was his intestines. It was something in the lower half of his body. That sounds really... I just remember the part where he's, like, laying on the ground. Girls don't really get hernias as much. No, they don't. Um, I don't know why. It's because, in general, just women are thicker and better built. Like, that's why, like, we usually... Yeah, I mean, our... like, thicker skin. That's why we have, like, more fat to our skin. Yeah. So we don't have, like, Adam's apples and shit. Our goddamn uterine lines sloughs off every fucking month. Yeah, mine's sloughing as we speak. Sloughing as we speak. Yeah, I'm day three sloth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm day three of my sloth period. Yeah, this is my shark week. (laughs) Morgan's having her menses. (laughs) Ew. That's still 70s of you. I know. Um, So... When Jeff had this surgery, he woke up freaking out. During uh, the middle of it? Or no, no, no. No, during, like, the, uh, like, when you wake up in the recovery room, oh, he started yeah. freaking out and thought that his dick had been cut off. OMG, similar situation happened with me when I got my Wait, wisdom teeth removed. You thought your dick got cut off? Because <laughs> no, that's weird. But I How woke up and felt very you? attacked. Because I, I instantly woke up and they were like, why are you crying? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just crying, apparently. I was asleep. No. And then she's like, well, guess what? Your dad doesn't get to come in until you stop crying. And I was like, can you leave? Yeah, I don't want to name. Now I'm crying. I don't want to name what dentist's office this is, but they are very insensitive. <laughs> Ah, because, <laughs> because in Jeff's defense, and yours in this case, coming down from anesthetics makes people get very, very aggressive for some reason. I was just really And emotional. it has something to do, well, yeah, it makes you emotional or, like, aggressive. Whenever I've ever been put to sleep. You wake up and you're, crying. like, freaking out. Yeah. Well, because, have you ever, did you and your friends ever play the pass out game? No. This game we was We wanted to up. live. So... If for those don't ever do it. Like seriously, warning: don't play this game. Yeah, disclaimer. Me and my friends were stupid, and so we'd play this fucking pass out game where you hold your breath, or you you like breathe super deep for like twenty breaths with like your head between your knees, and you're standing up against the wall. And then as soon as you're done doing those breaths, you hold your breath and you like put your back against the wall and you cross your arms in front of your chest, and one of your friends presses super hard on your heart, and then you'll just pass the fuck out. So I did this once, and my dumbass friends uh, dropped me. And they said I was passed out for like just like a couple minutes. What or so? And I should have called. I woke up bawling my eyes out. Oh my god, Morgan! That's really fucking. I never knew that happened. You need to Um, call. We did that one time to the podcast is over, and she fell and like hit her head off a bat and was like, (laughs) "Shut the fuck up, Morgan!" We did a lot of fucked up shit when I was younger. You, it is really, really bad to be passed out for your brain. Always. I mean, you're a I'm fine. fully functioning human being right now, but I'm just, yeah, we don't no, know how it was smart. Game. We don't endorse the pass out game. Right. Um, we also used to do the stupid thing in middle school where you like hold your chin and it looks like you got a hickey on your chin. And oh, I don't know why yeah. we did it, but it got to the point where our school made an announcement that was like, if you have a hickey on your fucking chin, you are going to get, like, suspended. I don't know what it was with being in junior high it was junior and high. playing games. 
wherein you're self mutil like self the eraser game and playing yeah the eraser game and then I remember I have scars on my hands from the eraser game oh I have scar and uh, a big thing in when I was in junior high and they made an announcement <laughs> over the goddamn uh, uh, Shepherd Middle School intercom shout out to Shepherd Middle School still there remember it's like brown hallway blue hallway orange hallway oh yeah what was the other color I green don't remember. Blue, orange, like don't, brown, so green. Long. I don't know how you can remember. You were in middle school like fucking 20 years ago. It was a thousand years ago. <laughs> no, but yeah, uh, uh, like every day you'd have like Actually, an Holly's not actually that old. <laughs> no, I'm actually a thousand. It's like cool. I don't mind if people know. Um, but yeah, no, over the loudspeaker they were like, um, if anyone is found playing quarters or bloody knuckles. Oh yeah, we played quarters too. Yeah, that's quarters when, is for pussies. Quarter. Well, there's like <laughs> pass out game was for the hard bitches. Oh fuck yeah. Oh, and also, um, what was it? Fluffy bunny or funny bunny? Where like, um, whoever can put as many marshmallows in their mouth oh, and still be yeah. able. We played that at a uh, church. Church. Church youth group. Church. <laughs> we a did group? it. Do you know a girl died from playing that it was game? Just before that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also remember playing a fucked up game at church where, like, it was, like, a big pile of flour, and you had to, like, dig your face in and find like, a ouch. M&M. And We're you, way off topic right now. But, like, these are... These, these but are this hard. is cold. <laughs> these, are, these are, like, uh, touchstones in our life. <laughs> If that that clink sounded shitty, that's because I'm drinking out of a mason jar and Morgan's drinking out of just a cup. It's a regular cup, because I didn't feel like doing my dishes. So, uh, regarding uh, the... The old Jeff Doms. The old Jeffy Doms, but also regarding uh, hernia surgery specifically. Oh, right, that's what we're talking about. We were talking about... We were talking about hernia. It's hard for us to stay on topic, y'all. Oh, so much. Um, an interesting point that I would like to make, I was listening... To shout out my favorite murder, um, and Karen. We're was, shouting out all the other podcasts today. Oh yeah, Doug loves movies. My favorite murder. Karen was actually on my favorite podcast. Um, uh, how did this get made? On the most Love recent episode, how did this get made? she was so fucking funny. Um, everybody, watch a hard ticket to Hawaii if you love tits. I saw that was the newest episode. Mm -hmm. It's really good. It's really really funny. Um, but anyway, so Karen talks about this killer named Joseph. Callinger, who also had to have surgery when he was really little, but because his foster parents were assholes, they told him that they told him specifically that the doctors were going to cut off his dick during the wait. Surgery. That happened to Jeffrey Dahmer. No, no, no. I'm talking. I'm talk talking about Joseph Callinger right now. But I was just I when like I heard that. Um, it made you think of Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer because Callinger had schizophrenia, mm. schizophrenia, and later in life he said that God told him to start killing young men and cutting off their penises, huh. which Jeffrey Dahmer did. Yeah, and he also had hernia su surgery. Weird. And I so hernia surgery turns you into a dude who wants to kill dudes. Well, I mean, I just thought it was a similar a similarity. Um, like, hernia surgery and losing your penis and, like, this weird Oedipal thing, uh, where both of these men, as little kids, had this fear of being castrated, or, in this case, um, having, or being penect, uh, penectomized, that's when you get your dick cut off, um, and it, like, flipped a switch in their brains to want to cut off the dicks of their victims? Hmm. I don't know. Weird. I, I don't fully agree with Freud and his teachings, I don't fully, but I love him. Love him. He's actually pretty cute. For my um, German four class, our like final project was to make a gravestone of like our famous, our favorite like German, German person, and I picked Freud. And my gravestone was so cool that the um, psychology teacher asked if she could keep it in her uh, oh, room. That's really cool. Me and Mike, like, spray-painted it out in the garage. It was dope. Everyone else's was, like, little, and I was like, oh, I thought you wanted, like, a fucking gravestone. You came in with I one made the it, biggest like, one. You came in with, like, a marble. It was, like, black, but also, yeah, I, like, sprayed with gray, and it looked really dope. Wow, you went all out. Yeah, went all out. Of course, Morgan. See, y'all, this is where it all comes from. Morgan, this is why we like Morgan Morgan's. made a realistic gravestone where everyone else in her class... Oh, um, how dope of a, like... Project is that Frau? That is really Frau cool. Reardon. 
probably one of my favorite teachers. Shout out to the Rudens. Um, Shout out to Frau Rudens. She was but, my favorite teacher. Yeah. Uh, so Freud is like whatever. His psychoanalytical theory of personality is like whatever. I don't believe in dick envy. I don't no, want a dick. No. I like having a vagina. It was very sexist. But I like chewing on pens because I have an oral fixation and I like cigarettes. You like chewing on pens because mom took your pacifier too young away from you when you were too little. I thought you said it was because she took it away from me when I was too old. No, uh, she took it away from you when you were not ready for it to be taken away, but I feel like, who fucking knows when it's the right time? The doctor was like, your kid's teeth be fucked up. It Um, was gappy. But, um, I mean, both Jeffrey and this Joseph guy were in the phallic stage, and that's when you... (laughs) I think I live in the phallic stage. (laughs) Um, You know what's always in the phallic stage? The Washington Monument. Whoa. I'm like, you know know what monument looks the least like someone? The Washington one. It's like, did you know that Washington was like a dick? Did you know that he was a Excuse long me. cylindrical, not cylindrical, it's like boxy. It's like boxy. It's like a box. But, uh, it's really, really elongated. When you have your, when you're in the supposed phallic stage, by the way, fuck that, I never want to have a penis. I always think about <laughs> how weird it would be to have a penis. It would just but, be very unnecessary and uncomfortable yeah. and running would be weird. Well, but then that's probably what they think about boobs. Exactly. And Freud was sexist. It was also the times, but whatever. But this, it's supposedly in this phallic stage, you have an Oedipus complex where you're worried about being castrated. Mm. You know who Oedipus is, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So, if anyone else and this says, is like at what time period? Like 13 to 14? Oh, no. He was only... We're so early in. I'm such oh, right. an asshole for going off so early. He was like four. You're in your phallic stage. He had a hernia at four? Yeah. Shite. I mean, I told you that I, I think I know two people who were born with hernias. Sucks, man. Yeah. Get some stronger lining on your bod. Yeah, you know how that thing you can't control, which is the lining <laughs> in your body? Do something about it. So, when Jeff was little, he really liked playing with animal bones. One day, his <laughs> dad was, like, cr- um, cleaning out from underneath their house and found, like, animal bones... Because, you know, animals like to go... Die in houses. Yeah. Animals go, like, under your house to die. It's very poetic. (laughs) Um, (laughs) There are so many dead cats under our porch. Ew. At any given point. Uh, So, yeah, so... I haven't seen string cats there in a really long time. Um, That's because they're all dead under the porch. Anyhow, Lionel was, like, cleaning out underneath, and he just kept putting the bones in a bucket, and Jeffrey liked the way... Like, the sound that the bones made as they were, like, hitting the bucket. So we'd, like, okay. would pick them up and, like, throw them back down. I mean, I get that. I love the way fall leaves sound under my, my Doc Martens when they Crunching. crunch. Crunching. Crunch. Crunch, crunch. I like the crunch. See, that's normal. Of fall. But you don't like the leaves. sound of fall bones crunching under your feet after just murdering. Maybe I do. do. Maybe I haven't heard them. True. True. I like the word bones. Bones. I like my show bones. Uh, rap name is Lil Bones. If anyone is looking for me on uh, MySpace, Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> on MySpace Music, <laughs> on in our childhood home, still on the door. Uh, complete. Even though our mom has completely redone Morgan's be- childhood bedroom, it still says <laughs> Lil Bones on the door. She's <laughs> keeping it as an homage. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, as a uh, memory to you. Just kidding, you're not dead. Um, so anyway, let's get back to goddamn <laughs> Jeff. Um, one time at dinner, Jeff asked his dad what would happen, like they were eating chicken, and he asked what would happen if they put the chicken bones in bleach, and Lionel, being the enthusiastic chemist that he was, <laughs> was pumped that his son was having questions about science. Yeah, happily obliged. After dinner, they like did their little experiment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, fuck. That's just a thought that has never come to my head. I wonder what would happen if you put bones in bleach. I know. I mean, I've had weird thoughts, but that's never been one of them. No. And in retrospect, I'm sure Lionel was like, God damn it. (laughs) I was really fueling this, but he's like, fuck. I'm sure. uh, Poor goddamn Lionel and Joyce. So in 1996, the family moved to Doylestown, Ohio. His brother David was born, and Jeff started... A little before then, I think he kind of started feeling neglected because I think his parents were uh, fighting a lot more. And so to make him happy, he was allowed to name his brother. And so he named him David. David has since changed his name. (laughs) Uh, No one knows. Like, first name too or just his last name? Oh, 
the no. whole thing. Yeah, I would imagine if, if if my serial killer brother, who I'm already estranged from, if I found out you were a serial killer, I wouldn't like change the name you gave me. Though. No, but like you and I, I are mean, really... I would change my last name. Yeah, I mean, same. But like you and I are really close right now. Like David <laughs> and Jeff were not very close. Oh uh, well, then. And like uh, David was like six years younger than him, and like left Jeff's life at a very young age. So. A big thing for Jeff was going out into the woods and playing Infinity Land, where uh, okay. he would just... By himself? himself? Yeah. Okay. Um, Did so he not have a lot of friends growing up? Um, he had some friends, but, like, his dad said that he would always try to urge him to have friends. He had, like, neighborhood friends. There's video. <laughs> There's video evidence he had some sort of friend, because they were, like, roughhousing, cool. like, in their front yard. And it wasn't his brother? It was not his brother, no, because his brother was six years younger than him, and oh, okay. he was pretty little. Um, but he would just fantasize about being in complete control of the world. It reminds me a lot of Eric Harris, um, yeah. one of the Columbine murderers. He's a main He used to have... Fatty. Yeah, the psychopath. The of real the, psycho. Of the duo. Because uh, he would also... He also had, like, his own little world where, like, everyone else was dead, and he was, like, Ooh. the only person there. Hmm. Now you should read Columbine that I gave you a year ago. <laughs> I'm in between like 40 Morgan, books right now. I don't really care. I was kidding. Well, you brought it up <laughs> twice just in the podcast. Sorry. Um, so yeah, like his dad always described him as super shy and quiet, but he was a class clown in school. He had a... Uh, <laughs> that well surprises me. Yeah, right? I think so too. Um, little Jeffy. Little Jeffy. I bet you his like a... Uh, his yearbook signature was like, um, remember when people would make their yearbook like have a good summer hags? Yeah. I bet you he would do like H A P B S, have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh. Yeah. No, actually, that's super weird that you bring it up because I was watching a documentary and his dad showed this really sweet card that Jeff had made him and he signed it, Love You to Death. Or no. Love you more than, or no, it was like, love you to death from Jeff. Hmm. Yeah. So that's probably what he wrote in people's high school yearbooks. Love you to Jeff. Love you to love death. Love you to Jeff. <laughs> love you to death. That's kind of dope, actually. I mean, yeah. I wish my name was Jeff so I could do that. <laughs> um, he also had a very, uh, he had a pretty decent IQ for the time. Yeah, he was actually very intelligent. Yeah, he was like borderline genius for the time. Yeah, for the time. For not, the time. Not now, probably. For the time, if you all are familiar with the, uh... Flynn effect. Or 70s. Yeah. Um, but he did horrible in school because, like, he didn't so give many... fuck. That's how I yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Like, Morgan was a Jeffrey Dahmer type. In that <laughs> she... And Morgan is really fucking smart, but she did really bad in school because she didn't care about homework. I didn't do any of my homework, and then I would get A's on tests, so that's how I would pass things with, like, D's and C's. I always fucking hated those people, because I would, like, take scrupulous notes, but just because I like looking at my I would do certain handwriting. homework. Like, I loved history. I would do history. I liked English. I would always write, like, in my papers and shit, but I just was like, I'm not doing this math bullshit. I don't understand it. Oh, my God, math. I don't get it. I fucking hate numbers. I actually... I am super dyslexic when it comes to numbers. Like, whenever I'm, like, reading a number back to someone, I always say it backwards. It's called calclexia or something along those lines. Yeah, because I don't have it at all with letters. No, No, I have that, too, and I get in a trouble, well, not in trouble, but I have problems with it a lot at work because I'm a graphic designer and I work mostly with uh, car advertisements where you have to have numbers, and, like, I cannot... You put the wrong ones in order sometimes? Yeah, and, like, I can't help it, and, like, you know, it's whatever. Shit Um, happens. Yeah, shit happens. Um, Also, Jeff was not doing well in school because he was dealing with a lot of shit emotionally, obviously. Because of his parents? Because of his parents um, and his budding sexuality. Um, in 1968, the family moved to Bath, Ohio. Bath? Bath. Like bubble bath. <laughs> like Bath Bomb, Ohio. <laughs> they moved, Love it. They moved to Lush Bath Bomb, Ohio. I want to move to Bath. They moved to Sex Bomb, Ohio. <laughs> Ugh, Sex Bomb is the best they bath moved bomb from Lush. To... I just got Sex Bomb Solid Perfume. So come and smell my neck. Hell yeah. Everyone is invited to come and smell Morgan's neck. And my wrists. Smell her uh, erogenous zones. Pretty much. Um, 
Yeah, uh, when they moved to Bath, Lionel claims that Jeffrey was sexually assaulted, and apparently there's... I thought Jeffrey said he was. No, Lionel said he was, and apparently a police report was made, Made? but Jeffrey... By an adult or by, like, another kid? By a police officer, I think, but they just don't have it anymore, but uh, Jeff has always maintained that it never, ever, ever happened, Mm -hmm. but... I mean, that is a lot, like, you know, most people who've been sexually assaulted and want to keep it, but uh, it's just speculation at this point. Right. Especially Um, because, I mean, even though he isn't, like, as, like, psycho and, like, crazy as, like, other serial killers, he still obviously had the, like, like, I am super powerful kind of guy, so he wouldn't want to probably admit that he was ever, like, no, you know? No, he won't. Like, same thing where, like, Ted Bundy, they said that, like, he was raped in jail and he's like, that never happened. Right, you know, but at the same time, we we don't know if either of those incidences Ooh, happened. Right, but, but also, true. you know, no, what I'm yeah. saying, yeah, no, I totally see what you're saying. <laughs> but do you like know what I'm saying? I like no, you're you saying, like, yeah, I'm saying, I like get it. But his early obsession with dead bodies started in high school when he dissected a fetal pig. Doesn't it? Which for is all of us. <laughs> very very advanced. I remember in science class. Yeah, fetal pig was like. That was advanced biology. Yeah, I the I had to do a squid. We did a s- squid. Yeah, we had options, and I felt like that was the like least like us. I thought it was very cool. And when you were there, did they have the option of doing it online? No. Well, they did when you did. Yeah, because oh, right. first I was school after you. Well, because the first thing we had to do was dissect a worm, and I was like, okay, whatever. Well, you know what? I would rather have a class to teach me how to pay my taxes than have a class that's like, now where's the butthole of the frog? No, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, no. why do I need to dissect an animal? Right. Where is that going to help me in my future? Um, teach me how to, like, buy a house. The, uh, the fucking financial planning class at Ottawa, you know all we did in that class? We watched... The Apprentice, with Ew. starring our worst president. I don't think that was, like, a thing when I was in no, school. No, no. It was, but that. it was that celebrity apprentice, probably, at that point. No, I mean, I don't think the that class. was a class. It has to be. I didn't Financial take that planning? one. I didn't take that one. I took something else. It was probably just a fuck-off class. I took, like, a business class instead. Okay. Well, but you t- obviously, we clearly got nothing out of it, other than I just am still so like, flabbergasted at who our president is. But, uh, aren't we all? So, um, when he was a kid, he started becoming obsessed with bones. Like I said, the whole fetal pig thing. And he brought those remains home with him. Oh, God, Mom and Dad probably thought I was a serial killer. Why? Because, like, I would bring home, like, dead cats and, like, bury them in our yard. What? I didn't know that. But you buried them. Yeah, I buried them. No, that's that's what I was doing because I felt bad. Okay. And so, me and Ariel, I, I buried, like, some dead birds. Okay. Like a cat. Okay. Only one cat. I did that Mostly with... birds. A, I found a bat one time, and I didn't yeah, want bats. to touch it, and so I remember... And I'd pick it up with, like, a shovel. I was riding my bike, and I put it on, like... The, I put the dead bat on my bike seat, and just, like, okay. walked my bike home, <laughs> and Mom and Dad were like, what the fuck? Right. Throw that in the garbage. And I was like, like, no. I was like, I wanted, <laughs> wanted to have a traditional Christian burial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we need to read, to sing some hymns. Um, we need to sing How Great Thou Art. Um, oh. Stop. I know I shouldn't have said that. Whew. So, um, in the interview I watched with Stony, little Stony Phil. Stones. Uh, Jeffrey says that it could have turned into a successful job in the field of taxidermy. True. But I bet one of the main... Or like a coroner. Yeah, but one of the main requirements for being a taxidermist is to not be sexually attracted (laughs) to the animals that you're working on. Well, he wasn't into animals. No. No, so that, No, he did, he was. Because Jeff uh, said that it... Like, because at one point during the interview, the dad was like, it's, it's not funny, but it's kind of funny, because the dad's like, okay, I get that you might be curious, and do it one time, wondering what the inside of an animal might look like. Like, he would look up animals like vaginas Well, like, butts. no. Well, I mean, no, he would literally just, like, he would rip them apart, he mm. would, like, dismember them. So, after Lionel said that in the interview, Jeff was just like, it escalated, and it turned... Very sexual, and the Ew. sight of glistening viscera of the dead animals made him like super horny. 
So, like, seeing the dead animals. Seeing the inside. Yeah. Seeing, like, the cut open, like, bloody yes. inside. Because at 14, when he started going through puberty, he became obsessed with violent sex, and he also realized that he was gay. Um, and Other than the gay thing, that happened to me at, like, uh, 23. You realized that you were obsessed with violent sex? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, I mean, when it's two consenting adults, that's completely normal. Exactly. Fine. But being gay during the 70s was hard as fuck. And it mm-hmm. wasn't even until 1987 that homosexuality was removed from the DSM. DSM, for those of you, is the Diagnostic Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. And it updates every single year. And it costs like a thousand bucks because I have tried getting it. Because um, I want to diagnose myself because I'm too. Lizzie to go to a therapist. So um, his sexuality and his uh, obsession with dismemberment and I think it somehow merged and made the two kind of synonymous. Uh-huh. So like he was, you know. He was unable to get a boner unless he was looking at flesh. Exactly. So at 15, he began fantasizing about picking up a hitchhiker and right. like his dream was to like do whatever you want with him. His whole thing was just to have complete control. Complete control. Yeah. He wanted a zombie boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Don't Which we I, all, though? Yeah, no. Exactly. <laughs> I get it. Some dudes can be, like, really chatty, and you're just like, go to bed. Yeah. He was like, shut up. And Jeffrey literally made them go to bed. Like, yeah. forever. <laughs> forever bed. <laughs> um, he was also super obsessed with um, this jogger who would jog by the yes, house Yes, the jogger day. is very, very important. Yes, the jogger... Plays an important part. Um, it, one day that he like decided he was going to kill the jogger, he had a baseball bat ready, and that day, miraculously for the jogger, the jogger decided not to go by the Dahmer's house that day. Lucky day for that jogger. Lucky day for that jogger. Seventies jogger. That's why you don't jog. He was probably wearing like really short shorts, really thick socks. Oh my white god! White sneaks. You know he was so hot because Jeffrey was only into like. The most physically attractive man. Well, his type. Which isn't everybody's type. Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, so, um, one of his classmates in high school, uh, because his sexual desires disturbed him so much, he started drinking really heavily. In high school? In high school, yes. And one That's of his, when most alcoholics, like, start drinking. Really yeah. Um, and one of his classmates in an one interview... Yeah. He probably started in middle school. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, it probably started around whenever sure he that's started like when he had his puberty. first drink. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, 14. like, he really, like, really heavily in high school, so much so that this girl um, who was interviewed says that she remembers Jeff coming to first period. First period. I almost said pyramid. Um, <laughs> she came, uh, he, Jeff came to first period with a styrofoam cup full of scotch. That's hard. Yeah. That's punk. I would have had a crush on him in high school. Well, this girl was like, what? Like, what is in your cup? And then he chugged the whole thing and was like, it's my medicine. And she was like, Jeff, it's... I definitely would have been into him. She was like, (laughs) (laughs) She was like, Jeff, it's 8 a.m. And he was like, get the fuck out of here, Sharon. He's like, bye. She had... I forget what her name was. It was, um... Not a typical female name. She sounds like a square. I swear to God, it was like Channy or something, but... Stupid. In high school, he used to, like, act like a weirdo. That's when I said, like, he was kind of considered a class clown. People called it doing a dumber. uh, For sure. That has a much different meaning now. Um, He... His dad was always telling him to, like, was always for, like, pushing him to, like, do activities that would make him... More sociable. Exactly. Um, and so he was on the tennis team, but the whole time... He totally has the body for tennis. Yeah. No, he's a, he has a great body for tennis, but he didn't pay any attention to tennis, and he just tried to make the team laugh the whole time, which was the exact approach I took when I was on the tennis team, and I had a really good Jen McEnroe bit, where I would, like, throw my, like, tennis racket down. <laughs> You're so dramatic. Uh, so badly so that my tennis racket got fucked up and I had to get a new one. But I didn't care. I was I wasn't even pl- I uh, I was so bad at tennis. I also have garbage shoulders. But anywho, all. So Jeff graduated uh, high school in 1978. But at this time, 
he was living at home by himself because both of his parents moved out because they'd hmm. gotten divorced. Okay. Yeah, and the mom took David. Uh-huh. And they thought it was just cool to let their 18-year-old... Live in the house? Live in their house on that his they own. owned? Yeah. Okay. So I guess they still... I think they, like, went and lived... I mean, I, I don't know. I didn't read that part, but that's that's really weird. An 18-year-old... It's a bit odd, yeah. That's a child. But in the 70s, it's not that weird. I mean, technically, you're not a child. That is true. In the 70s, it probably wasn't. But so, still, it's a, it's not a good habit for kids. No, it's not a good idea. Plus, yeah. Anyway. I mean, I lived on my own when I was 18. Well, we were latchkey kids, so... No, I mean, like, college. Oh, well, that's that's different, though. It's different, like, living in high school and going to, like, high school every single day and, like, not having your mom and dad at home. Yeah. I think that's kind of different. Like, because high school is, like, when you're supposed to, like, go out and be, like, okay. your own person. But in high school, you know. Yeah. So we get to Jeff's first victim, who was uh, Stephen Hicks. He was This 19. was right out of high school? This was, um, yeah, it was right out of high school because it was June I would imagine. Damn. I don't know the Bath High School or whatever high school he went to his uh, graduation date. Bath High. Bath High. <laughs> I get Bath High a lot. Just kidding. I don't have a bath. I got Bath High today. I have a weird shower. Um, uh, so uh, June of 1978, Jeff picked up. I took two baths today, speaking of. <laughs> weird brat. And I might honestly take a third. That's not good for your skin. I woke up, took a bath, went to the beach. Came home, took a bath. I was taking a shower. That's not good for your skin. Why? It's going to get dry. Only if I take really hot baths, which I don't. Okay. Then you're fine. Uh, I've been rubbing coconut oil okay. all over I don't know. We're trying last, to talk like, about a murder victim, and you're talking about rubbing your body <laughs> in coconut oil. We were talking about baths. We were talking about and a I town. just so happened to have taken a few today. We were talking about a town called Bath. Whatever. Anywho. Back to poor old Stephen Hicks, who Jeff picked up and got drunk and drugged him. Um, Stephen wanted to go home, and Jeff got pissed off and hit him with a dumbbell and strangled him to death. Yo. He dismembered the body. Oh, right, 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 because he didn't want him to leave. He was trying to leave, right? Yeah, and that's what he wanted. He wanted a forever boyfriend. Yeah, he never wanted the guys to leave. Nope. Um, he also hated when they, like, moved during sex, when he would have sex <laughs> with them before... He would hate, yeah, he'd hate when the guys would be moving and, like... You'd think he would like a little bit of a struggle, right? Uh, no, because he was really more of a product killer than process. He didn't like the squirming. He wasn't like Ted Bundy where he liked, like, he got a boner for watching, like, the light come out of their eyes, you know? That kind of thing. He hated that part. He always said that he hated that part the most. He just wanted a body. I mean, like... Yeah, he just wanted flesh. Literally. He just wanted a body. He was just so, so intrigued by anatomy. Poor little Stephen was dismembered. His bones were pulverized with a sledgehammer. I... And Jeff scattered the remains around the property. Um, of his parents' house? That he was living in by himself at the time, yes. Whoa. And I think that is the house. You know the new movie that's coming out about mm-hmm. Jeffrey Dahmer? They filmed it there. That's dope. No, that's fucked up. You think it would have been taken down, like the apartment buildings? I mean, not as if it was just scattered bones one time. It's not the same as like having a crawl space full of dead bodies or having an apartment full of dick soup, you know? Okay, well, uh, he also put the flesh into bags and put them in the crawl space. Well, then, yeah, maybe it should have went down. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. Um, so at the end of 1978, Jeff decided to sign up for the army. He was enlisted, and how else was he going to make money? Honestly, yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he was have any talents other than like bones. Yeah, no, he had no talent. Well, I mean, and he was so bored with life. And when you're that, you have such a compulsion for something else. It's so hard to concentrate on, you know. Yeah. So Jeff clearly never went to college. Also, he never had, like, a home support system that was, like, pushing him to, like, you know, be his best. Even though there are people who do not have that and go on to do amazing things, I'm just saying. Um, So he trained to be a medic in Germany, but in 1981 he was discharged because his drinking had become out of control. Right. He was a very angry and violent drunk. Yep, that'll get you. Yep. Uh, Nobody likes the mean drunk guy. No. Nope. Nobody. No one. 
they're the worst. So coming back to America, he spent a few months in Florida before moving back to Bath. And honestly, <laughs> after living in Florida, you would want a bath. It's so gross there. Um, uh, I lived in Florida for like two years. And, and you thought it was gross. Took a lot of baths. Yeah, took a lot of baths. In October of 1981, he was arrested for disorderly conduct because he was drunk and resisted arrest. For sure. He only had to pay a small fine. Okay. At the end of 1981, Jeff moved in with his grandma, who lived in a Milwaukee suburb. In August of 1982, he was arrested again for disorderly conduct when he took out his dick in front of a large group of people. Oh, God. Yeah. So at this point, Jeff's like 100% a sex offender. Yeah, I mean, you definitely can't just, like, whip your dick out anywhere. No. Also, next thing on our list is in 1985, Jeff started working as a mixer at the Ambrosia Chocolate Factory. Where he worked for a very long time, yes? Um, I have that later. I think he worked there. He worked, yeah, he started working He worked there throughout all of the murders, yeah? Yeah, it was only the, like, second to last murder where he got fired because he stopped. Was too drunk? Um... No, because he had too many call-offs, but this is the part where I have a story from our dad that Morgan has never heard before. I haven't. And it involves the Ambrosia Chocolate Factory. Okay. Why did you do that? So now to take it out. I wanted to open up this piece of paper because I wanted to keep it a secret. So I called... Oh, yeah, you keep it over there. I'll be over here. So I called my dad the other day. And it was, like, some, about something stupid, like, about Tuesday. Tuesday's not stupid. But um, I asked him, because uh, I remember that he had, like, a really dumb Jeffrey Dahmer joke. And we, I was talking to him, like, how our next episode was going to be about Jeffrey Dahmer. And then he told me a story I had never heard before. Well, tell the joke first. And I was like, fuck. No, I'm not telling the joke on air, because it's it's off, it's kind of racist. Okay. And I, Fair enough. I mean, it's it's... It's not, like, racist racist, but it's off-color, and I don't feel comfortable saying it, and I don't think it's a funny joke. I'll okay. tell you off-air. I think I already did, and you didn't laugh. I don't remember. Yeah. So it's <laughs> not been memorable. So, anyway, our dad used to work for a company that sold huge machinery to factories that made food. Uh-huh. That's why we always had Twix candy bars in our basement. Yes. And we had Mondo. How old was I at this point? Um, you were not born. Okay. Um, this was like 80s? Uh, no, it was early 90s. Because uh, this is well, when I was born. Well, no. Early ni- this, was ni- this was literally in 1991. This okay, was when Jeffrey was got caught. Or like Shit. after Jeff got caught. Right, like right after. And he got caught before you were born. Yeah. And so um, we always had Twix candy bars in the basement. And this was in the old school Twix age when there was just one bar per package. And Whoa. then one day, someone decided, like, hey, we should put two of those motherfuckers in there, one in another. Love whoever the fuck came up with that idea. And whoever came up with that is a goddamn genius. Um, shout out Twix. Yeah, shout out to Twix. Uh, also, <laughs> remember whenever there would be a tornado warning, I would always get really excited because like, the, I wasn't allowed to have the Twix or Mondo's <laughs> because they had so much sugar and I was already so annoying. Right. That mom was like, you can't have sugar, you dumb idiot. And so whenever there was a tornado warning to calm me down, I would get to have Twix. That sounds like the opposite of what you just said. You well, just contradicted yourself. No, but like she let me have Twix, something comforting, oh, like, okay. like to take my mind off the fact that, you know, there was like swirling right. a fucking tornado outside. So, anyhoozal, dad said that while he was working at this company... Ambrosia Chocolate Factory was one of his company's clients. Whoa. So he sold machinery to Ambrosia Chocolate Factory. And they sent them chocolate? I don't know if they got any chocolate back, but Dad was working there the entire time Jeff was committing these murders and working at Ambrosia Chocolate Factory. And he was like a salesperson and was talking to the salespeople. And Jeff was a mixer, so Dad... Or, so Jeffrey, Jeffrey, no, but Jeffrey was using the machinery that Dad was selling to them. Whoa. And Dad said that he remembered talking, because he would talk to people, like, 
you know, the clients mm-hmm. on the phone. You remember talking to guys from Ambrosia who said that a lot of the people who worked there were really, really messed up because Dahmer, like, seemed like he was just a normal guy. And they never saw it coming. And he, Whoa. Yeah. So Dad was talking to these guys, and they're like, yeah, this guy that we, that, like, just got Worked fired here. a while ago, we just found out. And was this before it went so, like, worldwide, like, huge news? No, this was when it became... This was, like, when it came out. Shit. Yeah. How fucking bonkers is that? That's fucking crazy, dude. Holy shit. Isn't that so So crazy? So we were eating little Jeffrey Dom's mixed chocolate. Well, not me. I was not alive yet. I might have. I mean, who knows what I was eating back then. So Ambrosia was just just the company, but they made other companies chocolate. Mm, Okay. That's not where the Twix came from. Okay, well, you got me confused. Okay, I, under- I understand that. Uh, Ambrosia chocolate. You know, Dad's chocolate. eating that fucking chocolate. Dad's eating Jeffrey Dahmer chocolate. Oh, you know, Jed- Dad ate that Jeffrey Dahmer chocolate. Chuck, Chuck, Good thing Dad isn't, isn't Jeffrey's type. Well, Dad or also. we would have never happened. Well, you would have. Uh, Dad would have totally been Jeff's type. Dad no. was in his 30s. Nobody yeah, liked black men. No. All of his victims, except for like three, were black. No. Yeah. The first two were white, Caucasian. The second, and the last no, one no, no. was white, and he didn't actually. No, know. the last one was um, black. But he what said that white? it was never a race thing; it was just like a beautiful man thing. Well, then he most thought of black them, men were beautiful. Well, most of them were black, but a lot of them were Asian and white or Hispanic. Oh, I thought most of them were black men. No. He explains it in the documentary. Interesting. Or in the well, Dad was a little thotty, so... No, Dad would have gotten murdered and eaten, no doubt. Um, no, because Dad's not gay, so he wouldn't have, like, gone with them. That's true, and Dad is smart. Um, so, on September 8th, 1986, Jeff was again rest- arrested, because he, again, took his stupid-ass dick What a out. weird connection between Dad and Jeffrey Dahmer is because, like, they were born the same year... Yeah, you know? I yeah no. Don't you think that's fucking crazy? I do. I kept that a secret from Morgan for about three days. Do you think that's a good? Do you place think it was worth it for the first part? I do think it was worth it. I feel like we shouldn't get like deep into like all of the kills yet. I, think I we agree. Should wait. I think that we can handle the next batch. Uh, in uh, the next episode, it might need to be a three parter. It's probably going to be a three parter. I mean, he's like probably. The most known serial killer. 